For those of you who don't know me, my name's Jason. I'm a member of the congregation here at St. Joseph's. And uh, thank you for joining us for our tryout church. If this is your first time here, you are really, really welcome. Uh, at the end, feel free just to walk up to anybody and chat to them. We're generally quite a friendly bunch. Would you all agree? Yes. Yeah. There you go. Good. Sorry, you, would you all agree? Yes. Thank you. That's perfect. So, before we start, let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful day and this wonderful weekend. Thank you that we can meet together. Thank you for your word, the Bible, and help us to really wrestle with this passage and help us to understand how you want to change us through this passage. In Jesus' name, amen. Ready. So we're going to start with the game, and this is a game where everyone can get involved. So this game's called, How Much Is It Worth? Woo! So you can see a Bugatti Devo. You need to decide whether it's worth 250,000 pounds, 1 million pounds, or 4.5 million pounds. Are you ready? Hands up if you think it's worth 250,000 pounds. A few hands, ooh. Hands up if you think it's worth 1 million pounds. Oh, a few more. Hands up if you think it's worth 4.5 million pounds. Wow, it is actually worth 4.5 million pounds. Isn't that bonkers? Whoa, now, a bit like Brucey, uh, let's see if it's higher or lower. Uh, that's kind of a niche reference for some of you out there. Um, so, <laughs> this car here, is it more expensive or less expensive than that Bugatti Devo? Hands up for more. Oh, that means most of us are going for less. Interesting. This car actually sold at auction in um, 2018 for 17.6 million pounds. What? Whew. For those of you who are interested, it's a Dusenberg SSJ and it's from 1935. Will we have one more game? Yeah, right, okay. This one will blow your mind. Um, here is one single truffle, just one truffle, not a bag, just one. Is this truffle worth two pounds, 20 pounds, or 250 pounds? Hands up for two pounds. Oh, a few there. Hands up for 20 pounds. Are you thinking, is he playing games with me right now? <laughs> Hands up for 250 pounds. Right, that's a lot. It is actually worth 250 pounds for one truffle. Okay, here's where we're gonna work out about this last item. Is this more expensive, higher, or less expensive, lower? You might be wondering what on earth it is. It's some wheels vomit. Ah, oh, is it more? Hands up for more. Oh, there's quite a few hands going up there. Interesting. It was actually worth, I sold in Anglesey in 2015 for 11,000 pounds. What? A piece of wheels vomit. And an interesting fact here, wheels vomit used to be used for making perfume. But kids, 
please don't go home and say, Mom, you smell like whale's vomit. I don't think she'll take it too kindly. So, knowing something's value is really, really important. And today we're going to look at the parable which Newton read to us brilliantly. Adults, please make sure you've got that Bible passage open in front of you. Kids, remember, a parable is a small story with a big truth. Say it with me. It's a small story, big truth. So what we're going to think about is what Jesus is teaching us through this parable. So let's start with a time of reflection and thinking. What is the most valuable thing in your life? Some of you might be thinking family. Some of you might be thinking friends. Some of you might be thinking football. Some of you might be thinking food. Others might be thinking of other words which don't begin with F. So, what I want you to think about is uh, the next question. Why is the thing that you're thinking about the most important thing in your life? Good one. Uh, so, one of my favorite books is um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And in the section, Begin with the End in Mind, he says, how many people on their deathbeds uh, wished they'd spent more time in the office or watching TV? No one. You see, none of those things are particularly bad. It's just that they shouldn't be the most valuable thing in our life. So let's dig a little deeper here. What is the point of life? What should we value most? Here's where we get uncomfortable. Turn to the person beside you. If you don't know them, introduce yourself. Have a quick chat. There's the two questions. Off you go. What do you think? Any ideas? But you, okay, fantastic. What do you guys think? Ready? Awesome. Okay, five, four, three, two, and one. Oh, thank you, Erin. Thank you, Molly. And thanks, Tills. Well done. My goodness, it works in the classroom and it works in here. Fantastic. So, the good news is, I'm not here to tell you what I think. I'm here for, uh, to help us unpack what the Bible says. So let's look at that parable again. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had. A little bit of context here. Jesus told stories that the people would be familiar with. So the people would have known about farmers and they would have known about merchants, who were people who just bought and sold things. So I need two volunteers. Yes, young lady. <gasps> Who else? Okay, Jesse, up you come as well. Thank you. Fantastic. Well done. So here you go. Jesse, you're going to be my farmer here for now. Is that okay? So you've got your cool farmer's hat. 
uh, you've got a spade and bucket because you're going to be doing a bit of work in the fields in a second. Okay, you're going to be my merchant. I'm going to come to you in a second. Is that okay? Lovely. So here we have someone working in a field and they are working along in the field over here and they unearth, oh, what have they found? What's in here? Come on, find it. Is it there? Oh, my goodness. It's treasure. Oh, look at all this. But you can't take this because that would be stealing. The treasure belongs in the field and the field belongs to the person who owns the field. But here's the thing. Do you own the field? Yeah. No. But if you own the field, you would own what's in the field, which means you would own the treasure. treasure. Oh, freeze there for a second. Now, you are a merchant, so you know the value of things. So you're going to probably be walking around with this super duper calculator, aren't you? Oh, fabulous. And you're looking out for something really precious. And then one day, you see the most amazing pearl. It's the most exquisite thing, the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Can you look at everybody and go, wow. That's it. That's the face. Wow. You have to have this, don't you? Yes. I know it looks like a polystyrene ball, but pretend it's a pearl. Okay. You have to have this. So, in the passage here, we have two people. They have found something really precious. They have to have it. And it says in the Bible, they go and sell everything they have. They don't go on Facebook Marketplace and chuck on a few things and try and sell bits and bobs. No, they sell everything, all that they had. So if that was today, it might mean... Oh, selling your favorite teddy bear. Oh, bye-bye, Carter. I'm, just, I'm not going to embarrass Poppy. <laughs> um, or it might be getting rid of your favorite trainers, selling them, selling your car, selling your house, selling everything. You see, for these two people, the treasure and the pearl were so valuable, so precious, they had to have them. And that meant worth, that was worth giving up everything for. Here's my question to each of you. Is there anything in life worth giving up everything for? Is there anything in life that has made you feel that way, that you would be willing to give up everything for? Well, Jesus says there is or there should be. In these parables, Jesus is comparing the kingdom of heaven to the treasure and to the pearl. You see, the kingdom of heaven is worth giving up everything for. Give these two guys a round of applause. That was lovely. Thank you so much. You were brilliant. Thank you. Fabulous. So why is the kingdom of heaven worth giving up everything for? Firstly, the things we have in this life are temporary. And again, I don't want to embarrass you, but Poppy, do you play with Carter anymore? Do you hug him and cuddle him? No. You see, the things we have are temporary. Our toys, our cars, our houses. 
Even our friends and families don't last forever. But securing a place in heaven, getting a place in heaven, is priceless and eternal. That means it goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. And it's something that can't be taken away. Something which doesn't fade or rust or lose its value. In Revelation 21, it says here that uh, God himself will be with us as we know. There'll be no more death, uh, no, uh, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. All those things will be gone, which is fabulous. And these t- parables teach us the importance of heaven and doing all that you can to ensure you secure your place. Now, I deliberately used this picture of heaven because I've told you before, we need to get out of our heads of this image of heaven being clouds and us walking up, walking around with mist up to our kneecaps. Heaven isn't like that. Heaven is somewhere that is perfect. Jesus is there. And us trying to understand how amazing heaven is like is like an ant trying to understand how the internet works. The Bible also clearly tells us that there's nothing that we can do to earn our way into heaven. The good news, actually the great news is Jesus has done that all on the cross for you and for me. Now a lot of people in here understand this and have secured their place in heaven already. But perhaps you're here today and you're like the farmer or the merchant. The farmer wasn't particularly looking for the treasure. He seemed to stumble across it. And maybe you're here today and you've stumbled across this truth that you are loved, you're accepted. You can have a place in heaven. And that is quite surprising and quite shocking to you. If that's you, talk to someone in here. Come back next week and find out more. Or perhaps you're like the merchant. You've been searching for something in life. You know that what you're experiencing now isn't all there is in life. Well, the Bible has the answers for you. Or maybe you're a Christian here today and you're thinking to yourself, is it worth it? Is all this worth it? Well, let me do a little analogy with you. On some of the Indian Ocean islands, they have this clever way of trapping monkeys. So what they do is they get a coconut, they hollow out the coconut, and they put a peanut inside. I'm not really fussed on peanuts, uh, so I've put some cola bottles in there. And so the monkey, they, they see the peanut inside, and they want to get it. So what they do is they, they put their hand in, ah, just about. <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, and they grab the peanut, but I've grabbed my um, cola bottles. Oh. But the problem is, they can't get it off. So what happens is, because they're holding on to this peanut, the people come and capture them. They can't run away. They can't climb trees. And the reason it works is simply, the monkey won't let go of the peanut. And for us, that can be very similar. For us, there's things that we sometimes refuse to let go of. Um, They can seem very big. They can seem so worth holding on to. But they can rob us of our joy of being a Christian. They can also stop us from having a really true, meaningful relationship with Jesus. All because 
of one lousy peanut or whatever it is that we're holding on to. No matter how tempting it is, don't let those things rob you of true faith and a true relationship with Jesus. Make sure you let go of them. There you go. (laughs) So let me finish with this. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Before we finish our service with a song, let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for these parables which teach us the true value of following Jesus. Help each of us to think deeply about this and consider how precious it is to have Jesus as Lord and King of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.